Hey, Kevin. Hey, Darcy. Good morning. Good morning. A lot of cars here already. Wow, there is. Lined up right around the parking lot and down the road. Yep. I wonder what time they got here. I don't know, but a lot of people need help. Let's go in. For the New York State AFL-CIO, I'm Darcy Wells, and this is Union Strong. So we're here in a parking lot. There's an RV that belongs to Catholic Charities that serves as a headquarters where volunteers sign in early in the morning. And then there are two aisles lined with tables. Volunteers are on one side, they're unboxing food, and volunteers on the other side are holding boxes and they're filling the boxes with a different food item as they go along. We have frozen ham, there's corn on the cob, there's some cheese, there's milk, pasta, bananas, grapes. And you keep walking down the line of tables until the box is full and then you place it down, turn around and go do it all over again until all the food is individually boxed for the families that are patiently waiting in their cars and many of them will wait for a couple of hours. I know this woman over here. It's my mom. Say hi. Good morning. Oh, good morning. How are you? <laughs> so I just wanted to ask you, you've been doing this for a while, right? Yes. So what made you want to do it? Um, I have free time, and I really like the idea of the cable if I can. It doesn't cost anything to do this. You know what I mean? You just smile and help people out, and uh, it makes you feel good to be able to help somebody else. I'm a little worried about the weight of the boxes. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they get a little heavy, but uh, you get used to it, and it's good exercise for you. So, so tell me what your first impression was when you came to the first one. I had no idea what to expect, and it's, it actually runs so well. The trucks come in, they unload the trucks, they put everything on the tables. We pass along with our bags or boxes, whatever we have, and put the food in the four different spots. Cars come in, we load the cars, we ask them how many uh, families they're picking up for. We encourage them to pick up for other families that uh, they can deliver to. What about, were you surprised at the amount of people coming in to in need? Uh, no, I, not at first, but they just kept coming and coming and coming. I thought that at the, we had a break and I thought that's the end of it. But they just kept coming. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Darcy Wells. Hi, Darcy. I'm from the New York City AFL-CIO. Wonderful. Nice to meet you. I, I, this is Kevin. Kevin, Kevin was here earlier. I put him right there. Yeah, I know. He started fighting. <laughs> he got here earlier. Um, so you're like kind of the star of the show here, I'm hearing. A lot of good things about you. Just make it happen. That's all. Can you just introduce yourself and explain who you are? Sure. I'm Sister Betsy Van Dusen, the Director of Community Partnerships for Catholic Charities and Diocese of Albany. Are you ever surprised at the number of people in need who actually come out? It's certainly been humbling and staggering sometimes. And sometimes there's places and it's, it's slow. And everybody, and Mark is one of my, my most worriers, one of my worriers, will say, they're not going to come, they're not going to come. Typically, there's a first wave. At 9.30, we open the gate and we go, 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 go for usually close to an hour. And then there's a pause. And then that's the moment which everybody gets a little panic. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do with all this food? And then all those people went home and said, oh, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go home. And then we have more people. And the yeah. donations come in from where? Regional food banks provides the food. So they get it through various sources. They get it from our local wholesalers and retailers. They get it from the USDA. They get it from Nurse New York. So they do, they do the supplying of food and the distribution. Thank Great. you so much. 
Joining me now in the podcast studio is Mark Emanation, the director of the Capital District Area Labor Federation. Hi, Mark. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, It was nice to see you earlier today out at the food bank. And so what number is this for you, volunteering? So this is over 100. For the coalition, this is like, I think, 141. And I've been at over 100 of them. I stopped like really saying... (laughs) <laughs> keeping keeping track. track. It's remarkable that we've done so many of them and been involved in it and that they're still doing them. So you're talking about during the pandemic, this is how right. many. Yes. So Since, Mark, yeah, and, yeah. and let's back up too on the, the Capital District Area Labor Federation. For people who don't know what that is, can you explain what the organization is? Sure. We're a federation of all the unions in 11 counties around here. And uh, we have about 130,000 members. It's a huge geographic space. I mean, if you go from Albany County to the top of Hamilton County, it's, you know, huge. And in 2019, at our annual meeting, we did a deep dive into poverty. And we did a, a non, not very scientific survey of our membership and found out that 20% of our members were going to food pantries. So we adopted the food pantries for the Capital District and the Regional Food Bank to try to help them out, not just to raise some money for them, but like if they needed a new refrigerator for the plumbers to go in and put it in. And so that, that we've been done a bunch of that. And I'm working on a project right now that the bricklayers are going to put in a handicapped ramp for a food pantry in Troy. So we really wanted to do that and be part of our communities and show them that unions care about our members and their families, but care about the whole communities that we live in, that we're part of them. And when we talk about the Capital District, we're talking about the Albany, New York area, yes. the capital of New York State. Right. And so the food banks that have been going on throughout the pandemic, when we were there today, we still saw, this is over a year out, lines of cars going down the street. Let's talk about that a little bit. How are we still having so many people lining up at these food banks? So, I mean, just a statistic, last year... We fed 125,000-plus people in these mass food distributions. Throughout the pandemic. Throughout the pandemic, from uh, you know March to you know the end of December. This year, we've already done 116,000, not counting today. And today, we've, we're going to feed over 600 families that come there. We've turned away—I've been at heartbreaking ones where you've fed 800 families and 200 cars are still in the line, and you have to tell them we're out of food. And uh, the— We've done it in rural areas where the need is desperate. We've done it in urban areas, like that we do one once a month down in the south end of Albany, and it's twice the size. We do 900 cars and over 200 walk-ups and run out of food there. And uh, the coalition we've built has brought in people from all walks of life, and you know a lot of union members have been the backbone of it. Um, it's heartbreaking because we're in the richest country in the history of the world. It makes me very happy to do it, mm-hmm. very satisfied that we did a good job, and very angry at the same time mm-hmm. that you that even have to do need. this. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I've seen and met um, tons of people. Like, once the food's sorted, I try to walk the line of cars and say, thanks for coming today. How are you doing? Good to see you. So it's they don't feel like the people that need the help feel they're part of a community that's trying to build a better world rather than— you know, charity cases and where the people giving the food. Mm-hmm. I could be there next week, you know, in the in the car and somebody putting food in my car. So we try to do that. And I've heard stories from people from a grandmother who's uh, 
daughter got sick with COVID in Florida and sent the five children up on um, a bus. The oldest kid was 12. I mean, I, just think about a, four, a bus trip with mm-hmm. a, you know, five kids with a 12-year-old in charge. Right. And she said, without this food, I don't know how I'd feed them this week. This same exact line, this woman, very sheepish, not you know really looking at me and talking to her. And she explained that she had a master's degree, a job at a university around here, lost her job, sold her car. One of the two, your husband and wife, sold the car, sold the jewelry, putting in applications at supermarkets, not getting any anything out of it. And I said, you got to take your master's degree off your resume. And she said, I worked so hard for it and started to cry. <laughs> it's oh, like, gosh. you know, and so it's like, it's the, the poor that's been in this country for years. I mean, we have 40 million people under the federal poverty level. And so it's been that poor. The real poor, which are the like paycheck to paycheck folks that are not below the poverty level, but you know, right on the cusp of that, which is about 150 million people, and then all these new folks that ran into this terrible economic crisis that came out of the pandemic. New York State, you know, I mean, when we first started doing these food things, you're wearing a mask, you got gloves on, you're trying to be six feet apart, mm-hmm. you, know, you know. Well, now today, everybody was vaccinated there. And so you don't have your mask on. You feel like you're a normal human being again. So the pandemic has waned here, but the economic fallout of that has not, you know. And actually, another kind of economic fallout's happened. Right now, the housing and rents and houses cost so much more than they did a year ago. Mm-hmm. People are having, and gasoline does, and groceries at the market. So this is like a, a way to help these families survive through this until we can get an economy that works for all of us better than it is now. I can't imagine having to tell somebody we're out of food. What what kind of reaction do you get from people? I mean, maybe they just say okay and leave. What can they say? What do they ask? Where else they can go? Like what what do you hear from people? So we give them a a thing, a card with a number on it, where they can call and find the food pantry closest to them. But you know, like we did one on the Friday of the Memorial Day weekend, we ran out of food. There's no food pantries open until Tuesday. And you're just, bro- you know, I don't even know. It's every time that I've had to be at the end of those things, you're just sort of, you know, heartbroken about it. For a while, we were trying to get $25 gift cards from supermarkets and stuff, but they would go and, you know, so a supermarket give you 10 of them. They go to the first 10 cars right. and there's still another 50 cars. So I, I don't know. And um, I, we've we've learned some things. Like if you close the gate and say, you know, don't come in and wait in line. That didn't work very well because we've had that in a couple places that we've done it where people felt like they were being excluded. Mm-hmm. And what if you don't run out of food? And then in other cases, you feel like here's $5 for the gas you've wasted to yeah. come here and yeah. be in this line for two hours, you know? And people come early when they hear that there's a food bank, don't they? So the truck gets it here. For folks who don't know this, we get a big truck full of food, usually 14 pallets, 14 tons of food. And that comes at 8 in the morning. Well, we've been at places where there's 50, 60 cars before, you know, as soon as you get there at 8 in the morning. Before the truck even gets there. Before the truck gets there. And, you know, we've had, we're doing it better. But some of the first ones, we've had traffic jams and things like that because you don't really know. It's not like you grew up learning how to do this. They Mm -hmm. didn't teach us in high school how to have a, a, the thing that folks that are not historians should know is that, you know, we didn't have food pantries in the United States from the end of the, the Second World War, 45, 46, 47, somewhere around that period, until 1980, 
when the Reagan administration cut the federal budget by 67%, the social safety net of folks for people. Then you had homeless shelters and food pantries and stuff like that. Um, this We haven't had bread lines, mm-hmm. which is these are modern-day bread lines, since the Great Depression. So we know this economic crisis was the worst we'd seen since the, the Great Depression. And some parts of our area didn't recover from the recession of 2008 to 2010. Mm-hmm. One of the places we've done it is Hoosick Falls, New York, which is on the Vermont border and north in Rensselaer County, northeastern Rensselaer County. That town was down on its, you know, economic luck so bad that the McDonald's went out of business. Hmm. So the, unless you had enough money to move away from where you were from and you didn't want to, what's, what, do you, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And uh, where do you work? What do you do? Um, you join the military and you come back after your service and, and there's still no job for you. So uh, the rural areas have been really heartbreaking. And then the urban areas, it's just we have sections of the cities around here that, for instance, the life expectancy difference between Niskayuna, New York, and Hamilton Hill and Schenectady is 22 years. Is that right? 22 years. And it's, you know, you could walk it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and so those neighborhoods, they missed all the economic. So we desperately need the federal government and whatever government, whatever government's listening, to start passing some things so we can get back to work and rebuild this country and have some jobs and housing and things like that. And so what do you see with uh, volunteers? You ever short? And, and talk to me a little bit about labor's involvement as far as getting union people out there to help. So uh, – the volunteers that you saw this morning, that's about the average of what we get, which is just wonderful. Mm-hmm. There's probably 50 volunteers today. Mm-hmm. And um, we had members of mostly retirees of 10 different unions today. So it, it's it's been great. Leadership of the council, um, the, the Area Labor Federation, wants to continue doing this. We just had an annual meeting where we reaffirmed that we wanted to do this. And uh, all of our officers and e-council have been to one or more of them. So uh, we're going to keep doing it until we don't have to do it. Well, right. You see the need is there. I mean, if it starts trickling down to hardly any cars, you know, or yeah. people walking up, that's one thing. But right. I, I was kind of surprised to see that many people lined up that early. Well, you know, I mean, the thing last year, 125,000 people. This year already, half of the year, 116,000. That's just That just shows you. And we have, a, like I said, 11 counties. It's been a good way for us to meet trade union members in places that they didn't ever really even know they were part of the Area Labor Federation. Mm-hmm. You're a unionist in Hamilton County. Like, you know, you know you're in your teacher's local, but you don't know that you're part of this larger right, federation. Right, beyond that, sure. So it's been great for us. And... Going to these things and seeing the people that are union members in the cars or union retirees in the cars getting the food has also been, you know, felt good for you that you were doing it. A reality check. Early on, our hotel trades here were wiped out. Mm -hmm. Our restaurant workers were wiped out. Um, Many other folks, grocery workers and stuff, were working around the clock in 11.99. All the, the essential, expendable workers that we've, you know, uh, called essential, but basically worked mm-hmm. on all sorts of conditions. 
But we've seen folks, we did one um, with uh, the teachers uh, union building, the NYSET folks. Right. Yep. I was at that one. And it was a bunch, a bunch of it went to Schenectady and Albany for laid off staff and teachers that were in the, in these schools. So um, the, it's been, we've learned about ourselves and about who our members are. It's pulled us together as a union family and folks that never worked with a union before, which most of those people then, you know, and only had heard about unions mm-hmm. now have a different respect for us because what we haven't done is tried to take more credit than we deserve or take it over or anything like that. We've worked as good, conscientious partners, which you and I know that that's how we work, mm-hmm. but that's not what sometimes in the media. Right. That's not the impression necessarily. Uh, right. And, you know, we're all good community members and mm-hmm. we're all part of something, a church, a community center, an Elks club, a bowling league, mm-hmm. you know, and our families. I know we're two and a half million members in New York State, but like everyone in my family that's not in a union still has union strong on their bumpers too. So, you know, when you look at that, it's probably half the state. And that's really important that we get the other half of the state to be behind unions. So, Well, you're doing a lot of great work, Mark, and we appreciate it. And um, unfortunately, you have more ahead of you, I think, because no, nobody sees any kind of slowdown for this need anytime there, soon. There's three next week. Mm. I mean, we're three next week. And that's exhausting. And uh, like I said, in the one in South End of Albany where it's two trucks, 28 tons of food. Those 50 volunteers are not enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like by the end of it, you're like, yeah, God, there's some heavy lifting you know? going on for sure. <laughs> so, anyway, well, well thank you. Us. Yeah, thank you very much. Mark Emanation, director of the Capital District Area Labor Federation. Thanks. Joining me now on the podcast is the editor of the podcast and our digital director, Kevin Einsman. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Darcy. There was a. Um, quite a line out there this morning when you and I got there and it was early before it even started people waiting for the for the food huh absolutely I mean this is the the second one that I've done but um, you know first one was really early on I was not expecting there to be that many cars mm-hmm. I I had kind of thought okay things are opening back up and I know Mark had been doing these and and so we talked about doing a podcast on it but I, I didn't I didn't realize that there'd be that many people that are still in need that are still you know looking uh, uh, for help when you talk about doing prior so I had done one I don't remember it was early on as well the first one I did and I got emotional when I got there and thought we haven't even unpacked the food yet there's people already in line I just yeah. couldn't get over they were willing to wait literally for hours just to make sure that the food didn't run out. Yeah. Um, so, and it was a glaring reminder where we are in this country now to the fact that over a year after that people are still in need. So, as long as they're still in need, we're going to be out there as labor participating in this and helping as much as we can. And as Mark said, it's really nice when you have um, that many in, uh, from union members that want to come out and help. It's always nice to see. Absolutely, and and it's it's a nice uh, uh, change when you know we're sometimes in the middle of a fight or a strike, and we have you know the community that that comes supports us. Labor also does the opposite, right? When when uh, we're out supporting the community, uh, we don't have any direct benefit to it, but we see a need and we want to fill the need. And, and union members and union um, unions themselves are donating and and participating, getting their members out to help on these food banks. And it's important to keep keep doing it and keep 
organizing for it. And, you know, as Mark said, too, to keep fighting for things like the PRO Act and the infrastructure bill and the things that hopefully when we can get this economy going in a better direction, we won't have such a need for food banks. Exactly. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Darcy. Thanks for listening to the Union Strong podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe and give us a rating. This has been a production of the New York State AFL-CIO. Our president is Mario Salento. Our secretary treasurer is Terry Melvin. We're a federation of 3,000 unions representing 2.5 million union members, retirees, and their families with one goal, to raise the standard of living and quality of life of all working people. We keep New York State Union strong by fighting for better wages, better benefits, and better working conditions. For more information on the labor movement in New York, visit nysaflcio.org. Until next time, stay union and stay strong.